we were just starting to talk about you know um, uh, what how this information relates to all three segments of people you know the beginner buyers who are first time home buyers then intermediary who buy their very first home or second home and the third ones who are buying portfolios at a time so Roger take it away absolutely and uh, so for those of you I'm so excited thank you so much for joining us and if you're probably in your car listening to the podcast uh, we could thank Bree for that because she said this should be audible too like I want to yeah hear so <laughs> So that's really what causes us to say, yeah, that's going to be a really great idea. How do you make your commute back to the house or to work more valuable, right? Perfect. Okay, perfect. So um, I'm going to actually just kind of tell you guys what the headlines are before I jump in, okay? So that you know what we're going to be going over. So in the last 24 hours, we have something hot off the press. Uh, Elon Musk announced that he's going to invest $100 million in starting a new school in Austin, which is going to be K through 12. So, what? Yeah. Yay. This oh. was in talks a year ago. Oh, wow. And it's now I, announced. Now yeah, announced. it's now announced. And I'm so happy about this because you know what? It's going to make sure that we have talent pool that these companies can tap into. And uh, it gives our city the long jag longevity around the jobs that's creating can and we all wanna do you want to play a game and make a guess where he's gonna open this school uh, oh boy. Can I guess i'm i'm scared to, to be wrong but is it gonna be <laughs> at, at his factory <laughs> i think that it's gonna be, be cool. somewhere around del valley ist because i feel like that ist is kind of the rock bottom on the list for people to send their kids to so the yeah. best opportunity he can do is create demand in the area that he's investing in. So I feel like uh, my guess would be Del Valle ISD areas where he would open up the school. Let's see. I would say it's much deserved uh, considering his presence there. Second on the list, we have uh, Mark Cuban, who's our superstar. You know, he's all over the Shark Tank and everything else. And this guy's making it uh, waves all the time in the news. So he just sold uh, a large share, or I think the... The, the shares of his Dallas Mavericks team to some casino owners uh, from Nevada. And we're gonna dive deep into that. So, and what, how does that impact real estate in our region, right? It's a big news. Third, we have Universal Studios who's coming to Texas in the Frisco area. Uh, right? And then we have some news around transportation and 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 how that's impacting our region and the economic impact it has these numbers are astounding i'm when you hear them you're gonna you're, it's gonna knock your socks off okay and then finally we talk about some projects that are stalled why they're stalled and we can hear from uh them directly like what is their reasoning for stalling these projects and give us some more reasoning and you know because there's a lot of news out there. You guys are going to get it one way or another. And so it's important that we share all of it with you. And um, and then finally, you know, we, we were talking about, I think I heard talks about VMware and, we, and job losses. We're going to address that today when we talk about how big of a talent pool we have and how far we're reaching for new talent and how we're not struggling in that area uh, to, to keep our jobs up. Uh, we're thriving, you know, 
And um, so let's dive into it now. I'm going to share my screen. Also, some uh, some you know data centers I think are going to be making the news for quite some time because there's a huge demand for them. The supply is short, the demand is heavy. So we're going to always be hearing about new data centers and and how they're much in demand. So let's let's dive in. All right. So as mentioned, uh, Elon Musk. So he just made a $100 million donation, but get this, he's also starting a Montessori school in Bastrop. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> he's got some little ones. He's got That's some really cool. cute kids. So I think he he's really geared for that. All right, so we're talking about, uh, now this is all speculative, but we do have a real estate searches set up around the possible uh, casino locations in Irving. Uh, just let us know that you're interested. And matter of fact, if you guys don't mind, I'll even deep dive into some of those properties and we'll look at the price points that they're at entry at. Uh, so he says he dreams of Dallas becoming a top five travel destination in the United States. Mm -hmm. And uh, the mayor said, look, I haven't heard any conversation about this. I don't know what he's talking about. And uh, but I'm open to having the conversation. Let's Let's explore that together, right? So that's nice, what he said. Yeah. Um, so the company that bought the Mavericks also bought 259 acres in Irving, and this is totaling in the tens of millions of dollars. This is off of Highway 12 and 114. And so if you look at the red zones here, these are the this is the uh, the land that they purchased. Now get this. I think you're gonna like this. What I'm about to share after this here. But imagine creating a Venetian or Bellagio that you've seen in Vegas, in Dallas, in Austin, or in Houston. Cuban wow. said December 1st at the event in Austin. That will save us a trip to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Roger, could you, could you uh, take your 85.3% and make it 100% on the Oh, top? yeah. You know what? One day I'm going to get it right. You're not going to have to ask me for that. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying they have to avoid a, getting glasses. <laughs> absolutely. No, good deal. Good deal. So look, check this out. This is how, how, how they're expecting the region to expand. They're thinking that, okay, uh, the total property value within the 452 acre acres, uh, the zone was estimated to grow between 1.6 billion and 5.4 billion by 2041. Wow. Wow. The value See, of the this, property is, this is, is very important. Years. Like this is very important because when people are buying in Austin, they're buying in Dallas, like our, our out-of-state buyers buy in the whole golden triangle. Now this makes it easier. Like if you're looking to find that one spot before the whole city flocks to it, this makes it easier for us to buy. And I would love, uh, if you guys don't mind, I would love for Bree to spend some time on this at the end of a Rogers conversation, because People need to know how you go about finding these areas. How do you utilize this news that Roger is bringing to figure out which areas are we picking for them to buy investments in and how it is calculated uh, decision, not just because you feel like it, you know? Yeah. And we're not just Austin, you know, we have the MLS access across all the metros and then even, um, even commercial databases. So you're going to get all of it from us. Yep. And so, you know, thinking that they've spent uh, the amount of money they spent and what it's going to equate to, how much it's how much it's going to appreciate uh, by year 2041. How many years is that? 20 years In 20 years, it's going to. Uh, I don't even know what kind of multiple to add here. And so, Rosie, 
you've been in real estate a long time, Bree. If you have some advice here, I'd love to hear it. But if we're seeing commercial values uh, go up 10x, what does that mean for residential properties? Well, commercial values go up, it means the economy is getting stronger. If commercial values go up, let's suppose, let's take an example of, uh, um, you know, something like casino resort opening. Casino mm -hmm. resort opens up. Now you just created a pocket of employment. You created a more opportunity for people to spend money. When you uh, create opportunity for people to spend money, the lodging goes up. People travel from outside of different states, different cities, and now hospitality picks up revenue. Food and beverage is going to pick up revenue. Employment is going to go up. All of this has a trickle-down effect. So creating anything that puts a household income to ease is always great for residential. It brings more confidence in a, in a county. And once that revenue goes up, people now find confidence in buying near those areas because nobody wants to travel 40 minutes to do their job in this resort. So that's just one example of it, right? Yeah. And um, coming from hospitality industry, we have seen it again and again. Like you just need one oil, re refi oil refinery um, issue to occur and engineers start flying all over the country and, and the world to start fixing it. Now the hotels around there start having a significant amount of stayovers. Windmill comes up, then there's a problem. There's new electrical lines that are being laid. Now there's revenue. So it's trickle-down effect. I think commercial growth is excellent. It always precedes. It precedes, like, comes before residential growth. Yeah. Well, the dirt gets more expensive. Yeah, period. The dirt gets more expensive. And now this is about traveling to where the puck is going to be. You yeah. know, people are so worried about what's happening in the current market, and they're they're not realizing they're looking at data that was 90 days. Like we're all looking at data that was from 90 days ago. And how's that supposed to help us and where to invest? How did that happen? I don't know. His Apple does a little thumbs up and I didn't get it. Apple. Oh, wait, did you see the fireworks? I don't think you did. Okay. You're supposed to see fireworks there. Well, I feel like uh, I'm gypped from Apple. I'm, oh. I need it on mine. Mine, mine doesn't go to it. <laughs> Okay. All right. So yeah, Frisco. Wow, that looks pretty. Twenty five hundred wow. acres, PGA tour, eighteen hole golf course, and then you have Universal Studios, who's plotting their uh, beautiful theme park here. Okay. Wow. If Frisco wasn't already expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what that? Okay. So you know what this means, like for the people who are moving to Dallas. Uh, maybe they're moving from another state. When they come here and they have so many things to do, you know, you always say, well, we need more things to do. And that's why I decided to move wherever they decided to move. So, yeah. so I think by having things to do, I think it will attract more residents. Beautiful. Okay, cool. So um, the federal government is awarding billions of dollars in these projects. And so they have one right now. It's a high-speed rail that goes from Los Angeles and it's going to go all the way to Nevada, so Las Vegas, uh, Las Vegas to Los Angeles, and uh, to make sure I said that correctly. So they're they're going to put a high speed rail in there. So if you can imagine, if we get casinos, maybe that'll really allow us to experience the same thing, and all of that infrastructure. You know, billions of dollars spent. Um, now they did spend about five hundred thousand dollars on um, on uh, doing some research on the rail system that could go in in between Dallas and Houston. 
So mm -hmm. these both of these cities are seven million plus. And so how do you connect 14 million people? And if you can put a high-speed rail in there, seeing what effects that would have amongst these other metros as well, right? Now, guys, I'm going to share this news with you. And this is the one that excited me the most, actually, to be honest. Maybe the casino excited me the most, but this one's <laughs> right up there. Uh, this is this the City Hall considers the method for uh, the expansion in Austin Bergstrom International Airport. Now, this article shared some really valuable insights. Let me see here. So, uh, ABIA is expected to accommodate a record-breaking 22 million passengers by the end of 2023. It handled wow. 21 million in 2022. Okay, but get this. Uh, it was already an increase of 7% from the prior year and significantly higher than pre-pandemic levels. So pre-pandemic 2019, we had reached 17 million passengers. Today, we're hitting 23 million passengers. Wow. So this 2022 market that everybody has been scared of, our Austin Bergstrom International Airport actually had a million more passengers Six in million. 2023. Okay, yeah, from last year, yeah. From 22 million, yeah, 21 to 22 million. So a million more people flew in and out of it. You know what? This just shows interstate jobs, interstate projects, and this is the reality. When people are dooming and glooming online, I think this is something they need to know. And it gets why, way why more exciting. Why would somebody travel in and out of Austin so much? A million more people, 7% increase. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 7% increase, right? Or 6 or six million more people since 2019. Wow. 6 million more passengers. Okay, and it gets better. So this just shows you where they're wanting to spend all that money. They're going to demolish some things, build some stuff, and that's where they're allotting all the money, right? Okay, according to a study that reviewed the airport in 2017, Austin Bergstrom has an annual impact of $7.6 on the Austin area. That number has likely increased significantly at the facility uh, as the facility served 13.9 million passengers at the time. Wow. That was 10 million fewer passengers, and it had a $7.6 billion economic impact. Wow. Wow. I know. This is exciting stuff. More gas stations, more convenience store, more restaurants in the hotel, more, sorry, in the airport, more bookstores, more clothing stores. Like Don't buy into the up. news. If you're listening to the news right now and you're saying like, oh, this is the doom and gloom, get your head out of that and stop yeah. watching the news. And, and Brie was actually bringing up that Fed is supposed to cut rates next year. And I have heard it from multiple other sources. Now, I'm not guaranteeing that they will, but if they are, Get ready to pay a really good purchase price on the properties. And I think we, I think we might hey, we might actually enter an inventory crunch again. And what's gonna happen then? I mean, we might every I will get into that. We'll get into that. That's uh, so there's uh they're planning on spending four billion dollars uh up until 2040. So the expansion is going to go on until 2040 for another 20 years. They're going to keep continuing to expand the airport. Okay. And now, you know, our viewers are listening to the news and they're saying that Leander Springs Lagoon hasn't broken ground yet. And um, it's maybe at risk of not going through, right? Now, this is good news and this is bad news.
So it's bad news because everybody would love a billion dollar lagoon in North Austin that they can, you know, kick back at the beach and have a martini, right? Everybody wants that. Now, the good news is that those properties that are neighboring that area that may have been on a hype and they wanted to sell for more money, this is a great time to negotiate with those sellers. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you say, guys? Oh, yeah. When you just found out that maybe the lagoon's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so uh, it's a billion dollar project, seventy acre, seventy eight acre lot, and there was going to be a twenty two million dollar uh, tax incentive in the property. Now there's another property off of forty five and thirty five that that's experienced somewhat of the same thing. They weren't baking on the ground. They they started the project and uh, for quite some time, and um, it's called the district in Round Rock. I can show you on a map where it is. It's a $200 million project. And when they interviewed the company and they said, listen, why haven't you not broken ground on this yet? Their explanation was that they're going back to the drawing boards because a lot of the project had office built into it. So these guys are smart. They're saying, look, even if it takes us a little bit longer, no problem, because that piece of land is not going anywhere. They got it, they locked it, it's theirs. And now they can take their sweet time and really thinking about the highest and best use. And the fact that they're not just going in with office, they're rethinking the whole thing. I think it's a better choice for the long run, right? So this $200 million project, 65 acres, they're going to take their sweet time. And I'll show you exactly where it is. It's right here off of 45 and 35 on Green Lawn Boulevard. I like this area because I own some real estate there. <laughs> okay and uh so the colony southeast austin dell valley area this is about 10 miles north of uh of the tesla gigafactory this is a great news so they're actually going ahead and building this multi-use project uh the last three projects that we're looking at or the last two projects we're looking at were similar to this the lagoon and uh, the district. And so this is the Colony Park off of Decker uh, Decker Lake. And is this that, gonna be by Austin's Colony? Uh, yeah, yeah, Austin's Colony. And now, you know why I'm most excited about this? Because, or it's closer to Decker Lake, right? And uh, Austin Colony is close to Decker Lake? Mm. Yeah, it's- it, They're both south. Del Valley. Yeah, it's close to the Del Valley area. Valley. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, this is kind of the boonies out there. You know, the fact that they're moving this big of a project out there now, uh, it's expected. It's a seven. So the same company that built the Mueller district, the 700 acre Mueller park is the same company that's going to be building this. Wow. Yeah. And Mueller is a master community. Like it's a hype off 53rd Street area and close to downtown. So guys, if you're looking at where to invest, invest within 10 miles north of Tesla factory. Yeah. Look at the properties that are available because now you can get in and if Mueller comes over and they establish that mixed use property development the way they have in 53rd Street, you're ahead of the game. Now I'm curious because Mueller has hospitals in there and we know what hospitals do to real estate. We've spoke about it on our last show. And so I'm curious if any new, any hospitals or any expansion of that sort will go into that area. 
like um, causing the demographics and the and the salaries to go up. So that would be exciting. You know, I'm gonna make a phone call to Texas Children's Hospital and Dell Children's Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I say, hey, in case you haven't heard about it on the Real Estate Podcast. <laughs> All right. So here's here's the thing, and I and I like this news too because I own real estate here as well. So. Guys, we're not just telling you the hairy fairy. This is the real stuff here, okay? So Williamson County uh, companies pulling people from far uh, to reach their growing workforce needs. Now, you can listen to the headlines about who's being laid off. Listen, when a company sells, Rosie, you know this. When a company sells, they need a whole new labor force. What are yeah. they going to do? VM you know, that, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. You know, okay, we're business owners. So we have, we have bought businesses before and sold businesses before. And anytime a new management comes in, they got new vision. The old uh, workforce really doesn't align with it. And it's probably not a good fit for them anyways. So there are some layoffs that everybody talks about. Oh my God, the company's about to lay off these many people. But nobody talks about how many people this company is about to hire with new strategic consulting that they have put into place. So all this these company companies... didn't buy VMware to fire everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't spend billions of dollars in acquiring this company so they could let everyone go. Yeah. It's just um, revamping up the workforce. Yeah. So they interviewed this guy named John Hill. They did a good job of this uh, Austin Business Journal. And so what they did is they said there's this guy. He wakes up at 4, four o'clock in the morning and he gets in his car from Copper's Cove. And uh, he gets in his car and he drives to Austin. And that's a 60 mile trek for him. So I invite you. Wow. I, I did this because I'm in real estate and I got to bring you the news. So I did the research for you. Um, I traveled that road in the mornings and I traveled it at night just to see the number of people coming up and down that road. I wanted to see how many people were commuting from Austin to Copper's Cove mm -hmm. in the morning for affordable housing. And you wouldn't believe it. They they drive down that road like in a in a in, in a single line, single line, they, what do you call that? Single file line. Single file line. And they follow one another all up and down the road there. And you know exactly where they're headed. And when they're on their way back, they do the same exact thing because it's a single lane road. So I think that area is going to experience an expansion if we keep seeing the number of cars that we're seeing going up and down that road there. Yeah. Uh, Affordable housing is putting, putting, pushing a lot of people out of the big metro subdivisions and pushing them on the outside. So, hey, stay ahead of the game. He said his commutes doubled. It's uh, two and a half hours uh, uh, now compared to an hour. In 2018, it was two and a half hours that he would drive versus an hour back in 2008. Wow because traffic does get bad. And so uh, lastly, we have this news here, 14,000 new homes coming in. Uh, and this is in north of Gerald. Uh, about, if you look at it on a map, there's Copper's Cove, Colleen, there's Gerald, and then down here is Austin. And I feel like they, they, they're, this is gonna be maybe perhaps, I think it would be affordable housing because there, there's not a lot of stuff going on here. You can see it's all empty, raw land, and there's plenty of room to expand there. And we see- But Gerald has been great for Gerald. our investors. Like yeah. the biggest pool of real estate we have sold in Gerald, like I get calls from realtors from other cities for me to list properties in Gerald and sell them because of our how many sales we have done and how many properties we have listed in that area. So I would say, guys, 
don't look at a school district. When you're buying an investment or you're buying your first home that you might not be living in for too long, look at the appreciation. This can lead to a great cash flow for you in future. So, Bree, um, would you like to, Roger, thank you so much. This was fantastic. Absolutely. Now, I do have one more thing that I can share with you guys, uh, and it, it'll take two minutes, but I can really just run down the list and show you guys what is available around those areas. And um, I'll let the, the viewers reach out to you for more details. But if you don't mind, I'm just going to share one last thing with you guys. Yes. Somebody sing a Christmas carol. <laughs> no one wants okay. me to sing. Okay, so uh, let's take a look at the casino, right? What is the MF, uh, the multifamily situation near there? So let's see what our entry point properties are. Um, hold on, let me see here. Only okay. 370. 370 to get in, right? 370 to get in. Now, granted, uh, this is probably an older property, but hey, it's a value add. You go in there and you mow it down and you change the carpet and you clean this and maybe you don't want this one, right? It's a little rough, but if if uh, it's gonna go up in value. Like now, some of our investors who are value add, they might want it. Oh, oh I'm a value add guy. Yeah. I want a property that's a little rough around the edges because I'll send, uh, uh, I'll hire somebody to go change out the carpet, right? So Look at this, one. somebody did the work. Here's the work, right? And now of course they're gonna charge you for it. And uh, and that property, it's substantially less, but you know, hey. Hey, hey if the appliances work, work, everything works, roof is good, foundation is good, put a tenant in it. From 589 down to 549. And uh, so uh, let's see, this is a two unit, right? Let me hey, just 589, sure. not bad. Like not, not bad, right? That's, that's near where those proposed casinos are gonna be. Yeah. Right. And so oh, uh, what about uh, for for Universal? Oh, for Universal. Okay, great. So I think this one was a little bit further out. They didn't have any multifamily near, but so let's look at let's look at single family homes that they could rent out and what the entry point is there. Uh let's see, 429. Mm, nice. Hey, this is Frisco, guys. Yeah. Oh, this is nice. Yeah. Now, let's say 10 miles because the workers don't mind commuting. Mm -hmm. So let's take a look 10 miles around there. And uh, what is this one? We have a, a duplex, 535, right? 535, wow. Guys, can I tell you all something? While these two guys, I'm like, I give all the credit to Bree and Roger on this. Roger's going out and hunting these properties, uh, sorry, hunting these news on where the cool things are happening. And Bree's going hand in hand and making sure we know the rental comps for the properties in the area. Okay, look, this is Sherman, Sherman MFU, uh, okay? This is a $35 billion chip factory and you can get in at 315 over here. Where, you yeah, know, there you duplex. go. So you're able to go into an area, you're able to find the good news and you're able to find out what's selling in the area and what is the lowest price to get in. If you're entering the lowest price in the area that is of opportunity, the only way is up. Mm -hmm. The only way is up. This is amazing. Wait, this can is I show you something? Look at this. Okay, you just talked about Sherman. Mm -hmm. So look at the, uh, where's my screen? Ah, okay. Sherman is here, right? I'm in Dallas. Yeah. MLS. 
Sherman yeah. is here. Frisco is here. So in, and then this is where, and then Universal I, Studios I, is I was doing Irving, right? So Universal Studios here, you have Sherman, which is, what did you say, Raji, was here? Uh, Sherman is the $35 billion uh, Texas instrument plant. Okay, look at this. Why don't you buy something off of 75 and Anna, Melissa, Selena, Prosper, where you're in the middle of the two? Yeah. yeah. There's some good deals in Anna right now. I know. I've been wow. looking at Anna. That was my focus point for this week. So you'll see on the sheet, okay. Anna. Um, I've been really trying to find some Frisco and McKinney guys. It's not, it's not there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they're doing hey, a five. Unless you're willing to put more down. Brie, no, what about the assumable a... loan area? I want to talk uh, about that. Okay. Why... Brie, go for it. <laughs> look at this. So don't look at this right now because this is based off something else. But I want to show you a couple of things. Okay. So this property right here in Burnet, okay, they have an, they're listed at 340. They have an assumable loan of 2.5 rate. Okay. Wow. 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 Okay. So wow. watch now this. you got my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just going to do, I'm going to do like no negotiations just so you can see. Yeah. You know, we obviously will but negotiate. But if you negotiate, that's yours. But if you that's negotiate, yours. that's yours. Yeah. Uh -huh. So let's say you put 25 down. Okay. I put the interest rate at 2.5%. Your average rent is 1900 Your monthly cash flow becomes 229 Wow. 2.5% interest rate. 2.5 rate. <clears throat> wow. I have family that, that's- You have Burnett cash flow? That's oh, nice. Oh, Burnett? Yeah. Wow. And then look at this. Okay, so I'll do Cedar Park. <laughs> oh, where am I? Okay, Cedar Park next. So there's- other ones. So this, I have, you kind of maybe need to call me. Okay. 4%, right? So let me go to this one. This is, what's the address? Abbey Lane. Okay. Let's just say we buy it for asking whatever 4%. Oh, that one's negative. Okay. We'll ignore that one. Yeah, oh, let's well, we can always it. negotiate things down to make the positive cash flow happen. Look so at yeah. Look at dripping. Hmm. I I don't know why anyone doesn't buy in dripping. The, it always makes sense here. 439 25 and then they have an assumable rate at Why does Zoom always get in my way, guys? <laughs> Same. <laughs> I thought it was just me. <laughs> yeah right there there's a matrix i i can see your tabs you probably can't there yeah we <laughs> i'm trying to do it but you know there's something in the way okay look at this 2.8 interest rate okay 2.8 percent interest 2 rate 2.8 2.8 wow 322 a month wow. oh my on a God. single family your first year internal revenue what your principal pay down is 6521 your annual rental cash flow is thirty-eight sixty-eight. The Hold very on. first year. Where was this on. property again? Dripping Springs. Oh my god. You're close god. to ten percent return on your money. You want to know why I like Dripping Springs? Tell me. Because here's the thing. We if I, I would love for my viewers to reach out and say, take me to Fredericksburg. I want to have some wine. And I will take you to Fredericksburg in my car. We'll drive down to Fredericksburg. We'll have some wine. And we'll, and I want all the viewers to see the expansion that's happening over there. 
Every time I go there, I can't recognize it. There's new wineries, new restaurants, new everything. And I was uh, having this conversation with my son the other day, and I, we, were, we were looking at all the Texas towns around that area, and we were saying like, okay, maybe Fredericksburg, look, definitely has this influence in the region because who drinks wine? People that have money. Dripping Springs is dripping money. Dripping uh, Springs average price point is like eight fifty or nine hundred. There's that. We're able to buy something under five hundred k, and we're able to rent it out. The rental rates there are twenty three hundred minimum. So you know, and on average, I'm looking at roughly twenty five hundred, and that's for like an eighteen hundred square foot home. Wow. Interest or the tax rate there is low one point eight one point nine. It's under two percent. That's that's unheard of in the Austin market. You're and not first, you're not too far from Austin. Good. But it's yeah. its own economy. We help people yeah. buy in Dripping. They love Dripping Springs. It's like its own community, its own area. They, they have, have everything really there. Yeah. yeah, They have everything really going for it. So this is why, you know, when you save your money, you put your money into real estate. And that way, you're not worried about your 401k. You're not worried about how a market is going to go up and down and your 401k is going to be wiped out. This is your reliable investment. And I have so many people that I struggle to see. They buy stocks and they look at it and they have one year gain of 30%. And then every other year, they don't want to talk about it. And they yeah. only want to talk about one stock that went up 30% and everything else went down 40%. But in real estate, you are, if you're picking different pockets, one market might do bad for some time, but you can hold through it. Yeah, and I think our, it's important our viewers really understand uh, the idea behind, behind buy low, sell high. I think we all got that formula backwards, okay? So this is what happens in 2020 when the market was extraordinarily high, right before interest rates came down in April of 2021, that was a perfect time to sell. That was a perfect time to sell your real estate. Now is the time to buy real estate because values have gone down right you so know when people say low, in high. stock market buy low and sell high i say in real estate buy hold and sell high <laughs> so you buy Wait, your real estate buy and hold. yeah don't buy, buy low hold. buy hold and sell high. yeah so guys this was exciting thank you so much roger like you give a um brie can we uh, have a um, yes, yeah. Roger. Like Thank seriously, he gives us a new zest into the week. Like now we can talk to our people. When I'm going on these appointments with sellers and stuff, I'm having conversations. I can tell them. I say, guys, why are you waiting on not on moving? Go grab um, a seller yeah. for a assumable loan. Go grab a builder for a three point nine, three point five. Like builders are popping up like good deals everywhere. Rosie, Rosie, I'm convinced these listings that we see online in these areas where we're talking about all the growth, I'm convinced their agents don't know what's happening in there. They area. don't. They don't. Yeah. People and are so making, I'm informed. about to send out some marketing material today and I'm calling people out. Yeah. I'm ready for somebody to challenge me on what I'm about to say to them. Put any realtor in front of them in their market who can bring this much expertise backed up by these many experts. I'll sell their house for free. Oh yeah, and we yeah. have a we have a commercial database too. So if you're if you're looking at commercial properties, please reach out to us, and uh, we have all of the reports that you could possibly ever need. Let us know what you're looking for specifically, and we promise to come through for you.
Awesome. Babri, thank you so much. She called me. She said, Ro, I'm going to be seven minutes late. Should I jump in? I said, always jump in. Please. <laughs> we love, love our little time. triangle filled up. And thank you so much for doing all the work you do and bringing such a joy and being so responsible in, in the way you show up for people. My favorite calls are the calls when I receive and people say, hey, you know what? I loved working with her. And um, it just gives me so much joy. I want to bring people on a platter and have you take care of them the way you show up. Uh, for them eat day in and day out so Yay. thank you and please know guys i know she makes it look so fun and so easy but we know the back and work she puts in how many lender calls how many appraisal calls she makes how many builder calls she makes in a day like i mean how many hours and hours of thinking she does before picking up the phone and calling you to ask you to do something she's somebody that i see strategizing with us with roger uh, with the team, with the lender, and then picking up the phone and say, hey, guys, let's do this now. So yeah. I would say, guys, if you need somebody like this in your corner, give us Hey, listen, on a closing note, I do want to say this, and I think this could be my theme for 2024. And uh, I just want you guys to hear me when I say this, okay? Look, buying real estate and rental properties, it's a traditional tried and true method. That's true. So if you're a tried and true type person and you definitely want something that's fundamentally correct uh, or you're somebody who wants your best bang for your buck, it has to make sense financially. Uh, this is this is that method for you. And my crowd who waits, who sits on the sidelines because they're looking for something unconventional. This is also the strategy for you. OK, because all of my I'm telling you, I've. I flip houses, I do all of this exciting stuff, and I see so many of my friends sitting on the sidelines waiting to come across the perfect flip or do something audacious and do something like totally, you know, outside the box. I'll tell you this, for that person who thinks that way, the most outside the box thing they could do is to go buy a rental property off the MLS. I'm telling yeah. you, that's... For, so no, for we wouldn't say every market doesn't dictate for that. But the way we should, we don't use MLS for, hey, what is active for sale? You see the research that we go, goes behind it? It's a strategic buy. If you're someone who is busy 12, 14 hours a day, you don't have time to go out and find and hunt properties. You need to either partner up with someone who's doing it, or you don't need to get on, sit on the sidelines and you wish you did something. Like today, one of my mentors told me, Rosie, more work I do, more luck I gather for myself. Hmm. Yep. And I wrote it down. The amount you do is the amount of luck you create for yourself. Yeah. And it does do cost, you know, listen, it does cost to find these. Like if you're in a, if you're looking for a business to purchase, so many of the people that we work with have dedicated teams that they're on salary. Their job is to go find commercial real estate for their businesses and there's these big funds out there and that's all they do right they're like harvard business review yeah, yeah harvard business review says that big companies they pay 300 to four hundred thousand dollars a year for somebody to do the research to find an opportunity to buy yeah that salary hotels food meeting with people all resources of this, you know, it yeah, costs money to go analytics. find opportunity yeah and we're doing it for you guys. So the only thing you have to do is just simply take action yeah. and not sit on the sidelines. So thank you so much. This was a pleasure again today. Now let's go into this week with conviction. And guys, please know in 2024, 
we are working with limited number of clients who are dedicated to make it a success. Our time is valuable and we want to make sure we spend it with people who are serious about what they're doing. So we might be saying no to people who are not ready and have been dragging their feet and are not sure on where they're headed. We are finally arriving at a point where we have to be very selective with the people we can take on as clients. So please know if you're serious, start submitting your inquiry now. Start talking now. Bree's actively reaching out this quarter to everyone trying to figure out your real estate needs. And if they are not within the next three to six months, we might have to push our conversations for later or next year. So guys, if you're listening and you have something on your radar, get on the calendar now. All right, guys, have fun. Enjoy yourself. I hope you enjoy this podcast. We'll bring some husband, wife, and other jokes next time. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye-bye.